Hello students, welcome back to the Lore of the Iron Kingdoms. This is, of course, Professor Castor. Today we're actually going to be going off the rails a little bit, and we're going to be discussing the beginning of all things, only because this actually gets us into the discussion on the Infernals, as somebody asked me to talk about a little bit. Um, what we're going to start with is the creation of Cain, Hurricane, the gods, the darkness, the outer darkness, all that mess. And for all the lore, we're getting help from a few of the privateer press books as well as some additional help from the archives of the iron kingdoms fan wiki which is a phenomenal place that is free that you can find a bunch of lore for the iron kingdoms as well so feel free to go check them out i will have them linked in the description also the information that we're going to be discussing is considered heresy among certain religions such as mina although most others usually are pretty lenient especially the guys of Muros and Thamar, because, well, they ascended on their own, so everything prior to them, well, they weren't really around, so they shouldn't have a problem with this. But Meaneth people, please do not burn me alive. This is merely from archives, ancient runes, ancient stories, usually Elvish-born, because elves have been around the longest, at least they say they have, so I just assume they're true. Also, me and Professor Webb are actually having a tabletop discussion on this particular rise of the Infernals route. So in the near future, me and Professor Webb will be posting some pictures and some battle reports based on the Oblivion campaign, or what became known as the Oblivion campaign, with the Infernals actually invading into Cain. Um, for any of you that do not know, Professor Webb is a professor in experimental alchemic studies and astronomical bodies and movements. Um, is he part of the Gold Crucible? Not sure. He doesn't really discuss it. He is a professor all in all. We met in one of the universities in Corvus a number of years ago, and we've just remained contact ever since. So we'll be doing that in the near future. So stay tuned for that. But let's begin with the gods and the creation theories. Alrighty, well, the earliest gods in history would be Dunia, the goddess of creation, and the devourer, the god of, well, eating, destruction, and the like. And they turned themselves into a cycle that of each other. Dunia creating life out of her body that became known as Cain, and the devourer eating said life and causing it to transform and expand and all sorts of fun stuff. And then the sun and the moons of Cain intermingled to create the greatest and wisest of the gods, or the elven gods known as the Divine Court, because elves always seem to like to call themselves divine for whatever reason. But those eight gods that the elves pray to are actually vital in the cycle of life and death and the passage of time. So without them, well, there would be no time, no day, night cycle, nothing like that. So thank goodness for them. Also, back then, Cain and Urcane actually didn't have as much of a veil between the two, so the spirit realm and the physical realm were always very close, tied hand in hand. But on that topic, Dunia, the creator of life and all that fun stuff, got kind of tired of the worm destroying all of her stuff, so she created something called the Hunter, who soon became known as Meaneth, even though Meaneth followers would not uh, would not say their god was created by anybody, but I'm willing to argue that as long as fire is not involved. But 
He took the chase between both Cain and Urkane, hunting the devour worm wherever he could. And he left behind on Cain creatures spawned in his likeness that, you know, soon became humans, but back then they were very tribal and had to fight for themselves and hunt and feast and do all that stuff by themselves without the gods following them around because, well, Meaneth kind of was distracted because he was hunting, so he left his people to fend for themselves. However, the Divine Court stood a little differently because they wanted to get a piece of that life action on Cain, so they actually created something. And what the Divine Court created was their entire spiritual realm in Urkane, uh, giant palaces of Laios and the like. They carved out their own sections of the Urkane, and the Urkane is a, a spirit realm and actually bends to God's whims pretty easily, so they can do that. However, they had to take on the great beast of the worm and all of the nastiness that he created in Urkane to be able to stalk you know, spirits coming into the afterlife. And the gods did not enjoy that very much, or these, the divine court, these gods did not enjoy that very much. So they actually started looking at the realm of Cain, and they wanted to see if they could make it more pleasing to their eyes. So they actually started molding it, creating mountains, carving out oceans, making it more grand than it was, but they wanted more. And after seeing creatures pass over into the spirit realm, they saw the spark of life. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure because I'm not a god, but the spark of life and the need to be praised and all that stuff, they actually saw as a great asset. So they wanted to get some of their own followers. And they found it interesting that creatures on Cain, when well, multiplying as they do, each one created new life, new souls, new sparks. And like every god, you want some of that, which kind of is a foreshadowing event to later discussions. But the gods of the Divine Court followed these spirits back to where they were coming from, which was Cain. And after seeing the barbarity these guys were being raised in, they wanted to make something better, which is always something how the elves seem to be created. But after the elves looked at the first beings, created by Dunia, that being the Trollkin, the Ogrun, Gobbers, and other wilderness races that Dunia created, and then of course Minot's creations being the humans, even though they were seeing them as misshapen and unlovely to their eyes, they knew they could create something better and more pleasing to the Divine Court. But after this, Lacri, Nisisar of Ages, wanted to create a, a species akin to Minot's creation, but in superior in every way, that would soon become the elves of Laios. Birthed by Lacri and aided by the Divine Court, with Skyra serving as midwife to soothe her birth pains, the Divine Court created the elves, and guided the elves in the first days, teaching them all the fun stuff, civilization, agriculture, writing, construction, as well as magic. And that actually creates a very interesting situation because unlike all the rest of the gods who, you know, created life, like, you know, Trollkins, uh, who lived more tribal stuff, and Meaneth kind of abandoned his creation until much later when he came back and taught them wall, how to make walls, agriculture, law, stuff like that. Uh, the elves, the elvish gods, the moment they were born or created, the elven gods were there to help them create a civilization. And... 
well, that's probably why they're so much more advanced than we were, and that's why the Great Falling probably happened, which we will discuss the Great Falling um, whenever we discuss the elves. But the discussion here is what happened. Because we need to know why the Infernals invaded into the Urcane and Cain. But long before all of the all of the creation stuff was done, the the universe was just a void, right? Before Dunia created the created Cain, started pouring out life, before the devourer started eating that life, and Urcane was, you know, twinned with the twinned with the planets, and before all that it was just outer darkness, but creatures in the outer darkness saw this creation and they wanted a spark of that life for the souls, that being. And those creatures would be, well, the Infernals as we've established. But what they started doing was, you know, from the outer darkness, they started poking holes into the Urcane. Um, usually they started hitting in the Elv Elvish Gods first, the Divine Court area, just because that was the most established at the time. And the elves saw that, so they were actually making precautions way before then. But eventually they saw it as a, they had to escape from Urcane into Cain. But these creatures, they want souls. Their whole thing is souls. And they're willing to make deals with any mortals foolish enough to make, so, make deals with them so they can create more pocket holes into Urcane and Cain. But the moment they started coming through to Urcane into the realm of the elves... They actually closed off the gates. They actually developed a bridge that they could travel from the Urcane into Cain. And even though it worked, at the last minute, it created a cataclysm onto Cain because, well, when gods transfer into the actual living realms, uh, it can cause some problems. And because they had to close the, the gates so hard, it caused almost a cataclysm to the elves. And after millennia of, uh, of them doing this, the Infernals actually started to whisper through a little bit, whispering of giving people grand powers or magic, if you will. Um, the question is, with the retribution of the, El the Elvish faction that's going on, that's killing all magic users, is did the humans actually sign some kind of blood agreement with the Infernals to give them magic? which causes all sorts of other interesting questions. But, as we discussed in the original podcast of this channel, those are the main gods of Imoran, or Cain, if you will. So, to give a quick overview, we have Dunia, the goddess of creation, god of trollkins, god of ogrens, god of gobbers, the original god just kind of free will in themselves to get all sorts of creatures out there uh, which actually explains why the Trollkins have a lot of rocky like aspects to them almost like they were made out of clay which kind of makes sense uh, then you have the devourer worm uh, the creature that hunts the creature that thirsts the creature that eats so that makes sense you have to have a balance somewhere and then the divine cord of the sun and the moon creating the well creating the cycles of life, passage of time, day-night cycles, stuff like that. Those guys created it. And then, of course, you have Meenith created to take on the Hunter. Or, not the Hunter, you have Meenith to take on the Devourer. 
who eventually came back to his people and be like, hey, you need some walls, agricultural laws, stuff like that. And then we have the ascended gods, that being Thaimar, goddess of well, power at any cost, and Morrowin, the goddess of love, affection, and stuff like that. Um, there are actually, I think, nine elvish gods? See if I can find some names here. Yes, here's some names. The Pantheon of the Divine Court is Lacquer, or the one who created the elves. Nasir of Ages, former ruler of the gods. Osiris, uh, Incisor of the Hours. Aelisla, Nisari of Night. Nero, Asir of Day. Skyra, formerly Nisir of Spring, now Regent of Nasasar. Lornasar, or Isir of Summer. Lilis, or Nisir of Autumn, and Nizar, who is Skyr of Winter, which is fun if you ever get to meet any of the Ice Elves of Nisor, because unlike their cousins, they are blue, and they're usually a little bit corrupted by Everblight the Dragon. So that's fun if you ever get to meet them. I don't suggest it. They're very creepy. And also, most of these gods did not survive the passing into Cain. Some of them actually died in the closing of the Urcane and Cain Gate, which was pretty dramatic. And I believe that actually they were the elves who owned a majority of Cain at the time uh, were actually destroyed. And I believe back in that time, Scorn was actually eating away at their population as they made their way to what is now, you know, the Vale or their area they live in now. Also, these are not gods, but creatures created by gods before they left the Vale. Um, they're called Archons, and if you've played any of the Oblivion campaigns or any of the newer stuff with the Oblivion campaigns, you'll know Archons are divine creatures. And the elves have a couple, so we're going to read through some of them. I do apologize about trying to pronounce elvish names again, much like Kador names that I don't pronounce all the time. It's going to probably be pretty bad, but we have Shiolis, who maintained the gardens of the palace of gods of Skira, um, guardian as well. Um, she is depicted in female form, although as an archon, it really doesn't matter. We got Niolis, a servant who aided Nisor in the construction of the divine palace and who is credited to helping fabricate the weapons wielded by the gods. We got Oras, the sword of Osiris. We got Sekir, a coiled serpent of Lenisar. We got Sovaris, the wisp of Nero. We got Velishus, the spinning lens of Lacquer. We got Givolis, the juggernaut of Osiris. We got Yavilisla, the apothecary of Lilas. We got Elis and Iosis, the left and right hand of Asela, who guarded the gates of the Veld. And the Veld was their, was their place in Nurkane. It was their, their area they um, took over and maintained before all the, <laughs> before the breaking of the Infernals into their realm. So that's where we got that. And in the near future, whenever we are going over the, whenever we are doing the tabletop discussions on the Oblivion campaign or the Oblivion crisis, we will uh, we will discuss any more interesting factoids about this whole process as well. 
Um, I believe later we are actually going to be discussing a little bit more into the Oblivion or the uh, Infernals faction as well. Now that I have access to some of the more forbidden archives that may or may not have happened or may or may not be something they want me to discuss at university settings because these guys are pretty scary. But that will do us for today's discussion on the main gods and some of the creation theories and all of that stuff. And if you want any more information on the early days, if you go back to our podcast, I think course one, you will hear me discussing the well, some of the other creation stuff with Meaneth. Just because I don't believe in the original depiction of us, we actually went over uh, over the original gods. Except for Meaneth and the twins. So, well, at least we got Dunia and the Devourer in now, so great news. But, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And, if you like this, please like, subscribe, download, let your friends and fellow gamers know so we can increase the increase the steam on this steam train and keep this guy rolling. And as always, thank you guys so much. And thank you, Privateer Press, for letting us check out your phenomenal lore. And thank you, Iron Kingdom's Fandom Wiki, for letting us borrow some of your information. I did not read it word for word, but, well, we were discussing it while I was looking at it. And if any of you guys want super detailed Iron Kingdom's lore you want to read through, the Iron Kingdom's Wiki is a phenomenal place to look if you do not have the books. And as always, thank you guys so much. And class dismissed.